Hello, and thanks for downloading the Nightcap. Uh, we're about to do... Uh, oh, guys, have got an audience in the background that pulls. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just in Ethan's room, just kicked me out. Has he? Oh, just making a racket. Um, yeah, so we're about to... This is episode four of series three. This will be the last one of this little sort of half of the series because we didn't get a chance to record any more because of everything that's been going on. So that, hopefully, part two of season three, four more episodes will occur later this year. Obviously, like loads of things that's a bit unknown ex- exactly when but the plans are afoot and we will endeavor to do that as soon as we can um yeah week oh, what are we on like week six of lockdown now we've had a bit of bad weather lately how are you faring mate how are you doing there uh, the weather's annoying we've been spoiled with it to be fair we have. We? so yeah. now it just feels horrible <laughs> yeah i don't even know what week it is because i was i was sort of self-isolating the week before this so yeah of course yeah, yeah that of, feels like a yeah. long time ago now doesn't it yeah, from I was self isolating from it was Esme's birthday, so the fourteenth of March. I missed her birthday because I had to stay oh, above so the restaurant shit. on my own for a week. So uh, yeah, since fourteenth of March. How's um? Obviously, I know that you're sort of like making more bread from home and those sorts of things. But you got you bought yourself a guitar, didn't you? And I know Esme That's got it, one. Yeah. So have you you've been learning to get? Has it worked? Are you do, are you getting on, or is it? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It is hard. Like yeah. it's it, you don't appreciate how hard the the finger movements are to get the chords. But yeah, I mean, I, I mess, messaged you and you said to concentrate <laughs> on was it G, C, and D? Exactly that. Yeah, um, start there. And we've been doing some YouTube ones, and I know the chords, but it's putting them together and oh. moving between them is really hard. It's a lot but more I'm coordination than it. Than, than guitarists make it look so easy, don't they? I know. Like, you see, yeah. Slash do a solo, and you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> That looks easy. I'll have a go. Uh, yeah. No. But how do they sing and do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. I can't sing, but... <laughs> I know. So, I mean, is Esme... Are you, like, doing the, the same... It's not like an adult lesson and a kid's lesson for Esme, or are you just doing it all together? Like, is it working? Well, we're, we're watching uh, YouTube tutorials, really basic chord ones, so... Yeah. And we're just doing it together. I'm not teaching her. We're learning together. It's nice. It's nice to have something that's just ours, like... Definitely. Is she picking that up quite well? Is she into it? She's, she's getting frustrated, because she's like... Why are not as good as him uh, <laughs> right yeah <laughs> she? she just wants to be good straight away and <laughs> i have to relate it to other things like saying well look can your little brother read he's three but like, no so well you can read a whole book because yeah. you've been practicing and then she understands yeah oh man um the other thing i was going to ask was and i know a lot of our nightcap listeners will love to hear this but on our whatsapp group between us which has been going off a lot over the last few weeks paul dropped a photo of some super noodles being made at home did they get put in a sandwich? Um, I did a sandwich first and I had another pack and I did something that was just just disgusting. I, ca- I cannot describe this. Just explain. <laughs> it looked like sick. It looked, it looked like you'd already eaten it is what I said to Hayley. Yeah. I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, it looks like he's already eaten that. What the hell is that? Just explain what it was. Mate, I've got this thing about hummus, right? I fucking love it. Honestly, it's amazing. I have it with everything. Yeah. And I told you as well that I had, the other week I had like a whole pot for lunch yeah. with a spoon. Instead of the spoon, I used ham. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Neanderthal food. So I, just, I put hummus with everything. Like, I love it. Um, yeah. So I just, I had some chipotle sauce all over the chicken super noodles and a massive spoon of hummus. It was dreamy. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. <laughs> No bread. What a combo. 
Uh, right, I suppose we should get on with this then. Um, just for, for all those, thanks so much for downloading. It means an awful lot to us. Um, and we, we've got loads of plans, believe it or not, despite restaurants being closed and, of course, Salt not being open right now. There's loads of plans afoot for May. We've got lots of stuff happening online with loads of chefs involved, which is really exciting. Yeah, it's um, good. We're adapting just to try and, you know, keep content out there and just keep going, really. Just doing different bits and bobs that are quite interesting. Definitely. And I know, mate, that obviously Salt's closed at the minute, but I'm right in saying that people can still, like, get vouchers and things from... Yeah, yeah. We're, you know, still selling vouchers online on the website and then cookery's courses as well. Um, we've got courses on there from August. Yeah. Like, limited amounts of people. Um you know, selling a few of them, which which is nice. It keeps the money coming in. Also, do the website. What's the website? Uh, salt. I don't know. What is it? I'm on the blank. Salt restaurant.co.uk that sounds right that sounds right yeah, Google right. salt restaurant it'll come I'm up I'm not used to it? actually saying it I'll say the email address info. yeah so it's salt hyphen restaurant.co.uk nice. nice one terrible salesman <laughs> uh, I want to say obviously a massive thank you to Gusborne who have still continued to support us during this very strange time English sparkling wine supplier top restaurants and hotels around the world still open for business visit their website gusborne.com place orders see which of their new very special releases are available to enjoy at home for the first time all free delivery no minimum order requirements either let's get on with episode four and we'll see you all shortly Welcome to The Nightcap, life behind the Michelin star. A late night lock-in here where some of the best chefs in the country candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks. It's series three, episode four, already halfway through. Is it going yeah. time go? Right now I'm sat upstairs as always at Salt Restaurant in Stratford-upon-Avon, Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire. It's 10 o'clock at night, service is wrapping up downstairs. Let me introduce myself and what the hell we're all doing here. My name's Simon Alexander, I'm a podcaster, producer and daytime cooking show contestant. To my left, playing host, Michelin star head chef and owner of Salt, Mr Paul Foster. How are you doing? You are right, yeah? Yeah, good, thanks mate. And our guest today is a multiple award-winning English Michelin star chef, restauranteur and entrepreneur. It's Mr Akhtar Islam. How are you doing mate? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good ah oh, it's so great to have you here is this the first time you've eaten at no Salt? no i've been here before it's yeah. fantastic but today was like it was fucking incredible was man, it so thank you oh, yeah I mean, that, that carrot dish is always a fucking winner yes. but yeah did you have that before yeah, yeah. i had that before yeah but it's あ、すごいな。え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、
sort of normal bisque elements, tigerine paste in it, then blend it into mint, coriander, and parsley. So nice. really vibrant green and fresh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How was the good. pigeon? It's the first time I've ever yeah, done that Yeah, the pigeon dish. was lovely, man. It was really, yeah. really good. So you're doing it for a special event, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's not something we can put on the menu because there's so much work on, in yeah. it. I basically give him the whole pigeon tonight. So we roasted the... Oh, you lucky devil. That the, is, what a treat. Yeah, squab as well, which are like the yeah, best. Yeah, the best. So we roasted the breast on the crown in spices made a sauce with all the bones the gizzards hearts and livers made a parfait with and put that on a little lavash cracker with some chutney and then the wings I braised and then pulled the bones out glazed in sauce and then the legs I um brined in like salt and buttermilk for a day and then uh, like did like a KFC type thing with yeah. KFP KFP yeah, mate yeah. <laughs> yeah he did we, literally where we were setting up to this podcast you were finishing those off and it yeah. smelled and looked insane yeah. Yeah. and then he took yeah. it away from us downstairs <laughs> to you and it was horrible it, it, it was, well, I, got, I got to eat it all so it was fantastic man oh, yeah I've got to tell you tell good, tomorrow and I got some lovely squabs there, and I thought I'd like, do something special because we can't we just can't do that in the restaurant like all that work breaking down that animal and doing all that stuff yeah yeah, Something yeah. we can do all the time with a team of four chefs. Yeah, of course. Yeah, what a nice treat to for do. those people, though. Yeah, so do they know they're getting that? No, they don't know what they're getting oh, at I all. I feel special. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should you Thank I you. I told you that before. <laughs> <laughs> he looks up to me, looks into the, you know, those eyes. Those <laughs> eyes. Oh, so before we started, Max, uh, he saw the cameras out for us. over this table, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got me Be so careful. <laughs> he was he like, got the cling film around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I'm not, I'm not gonna spare you blushes now anyway yeah. don't worry about it okay coming up on today's podcast we're gonna be talking about what it's like growing up in pubs and restaurants we'll talk about the time that these guys went head to head on the great british menu as well as that we'll be taking some of your questions that you've sent us via the nightcap twitter and instagram pages and the usual bits boiling point where we tell, tell stories of the real heat of the kitchen trip advisor reviews and some cooking hacks as well before we get into it this is a nightcap and once again we've paired beautifully with Guzborns uh, to try some of their finest but what have we got something a bit different today so something a bit different so not wine um, mm. so um I think was it on the Christmas special when Neil was here he got some yes, uh, he bought dead, some of their vermouth right, yeah. in yeah. Um, so Jack our manager's ordered some in to do some nice uh, Negronis with so he said he'd do some Negronis for us tonight so yeah classic style Negroni so using oh. Guzborns vermouth which is incredible it's like really really sort of syrupy but not yeah. too sweet lovely viscosity to it uh, with uh, just a gin uh, not a too oh, overly flavoured gin that is and, so and a Campari nice. style drink ice zest uh, so just pure alcohol just alcohol, alcohol, yeah. alcohol. Yeah. it's lovely yeah. and fresh as well it's lovely and on the side we've got a little bit of vermouth to taste just, neat just, <laughs> just in case just because just because that is beautiful I love these glasses as well mate that is yeah. so nice no it's, it's a proper a proper drink man yeah. that is proper stuff okay let's get into it then I want to talk about growing up in pubs and restaurants this is quite a, I suppose an unusual thing for you guys to both having common in that you grew up in and around a pub in your case a restaurant in your case yeah. Avatar mm. Um, give us a bit of background about uh, what it was like growing up in Birmingham at a time when was it your dad had a yeah my old man India, yeah, the Indian Palace Indian, right? Indian, it's called yeah. the Indian Palace yeah but restaurants have been in our family for a lot longer than that so my actual my grandfather he had one as well he um, he had one in Birmingham and one in London oh wow okay so 
I think restaurants have always been part and parcel of what we've sort of done in the family. Was it was it your granddad that emigrated? Here? Well, it's actually my my great granddad. Oh, it was great granddad. Got and you. And then cool. it's all like yeah, obviously, and here I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one horny night in Birmingham, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, a year later, or nine months later, Dudley Road Hospital. <laughs> oh, I love it. it. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so it's always been part and parcel of what we've as a family we've done, um, and then in this generation, so. Out of like people, you know, in my generation, so my, all my brothers, I'm the only one involved in the industry, um, and and wider actually. So mm. no one else. Oh, really? In the family, yeah. Because the reality of the situation is, my father only got into it because he used to work for uh, Birmingham City Council, mm. um, and um, yeah, obviously it didn't pay much. And he needed to find an avenue to raise raise his children, and so you know, obviously me being so one of those. It was more of a means to means to an end. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. can we do to get more money? Basically, exactly. it was a, and there was five. Am I right to say there was five? I'm, five, of I'm, you? I'm yeah. one of five. Yeah. So obviously, with my expensive tastes, and, <laughs> and I, you know, my collection of my little ponies and stuff, he had to, <laughs> he had to, he had to, he had to uh, take on uh, you know that challenge of uh, earning more money. So um, at that point. For people from the Bengali community, especially, it was almost like an industry where there's very little barrier to entry. Mm. And I think it's still the same now, but I think people are wised up now. They're not so cocksure about going into our industry because now they realise it's actually a lot of hard work. But back mm. then, that's what they did. Everyone, that's, and that's why you've ha- ended up with something near 15,000, 20,000 Indian restaurants and then yeah. probably you know that many takeaways as well yeah, uh, true. that's the reason why you know, on every high street there's five of them because everyone got into it yeah. um, you know my father was part of that trend yeah what, so yeah. yeah paint the picture of like the Indian Post was it a classic oh local, mate like, what, yeah it, I mean you had the, uh, the, the late wallpaper. night boozers and, yeah, uh, yeah like four in the morning it was open uh, yeah. four in the morning was it day, wow. Yeah. wow that it was, is it was cool fucking messy man <laughs> and, um, how old were you when it was open so, so like, I, when it opened I was eight. Oh bloody yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah so in and around it and it's always something that we're aware of and then when I was 13 actually so bizarrely this is in 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 a few weeks time it'll be 27 years I've done in this industry because when I was 13 I started working at the restaurant amazing what were you doing at 13 in there it's pot washing anything, or anything yeah, yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. whatever they, they, they needed me to do so peeling vegetables potatoes onions because Indian food needs a lot of onions uh-huh. I did that a lot um, and then, uh, yeah, just migrated my way around the business and, you know, did a bit of this, bit of that and just, just filled in the gaps wherever you could because it's very much a family business and I was free labour, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah get, exactly. Get me in. Would so, they get, surely they, you'd eat there, though? Like, you'd yeah, get, like, yeah, some... yeah I mean, I'd eat there, but that's, that's, that's another thing that's, uh, I guess, sort of almost defined my career or my outlook to cooking is... Because the food there was so different to what I knew as Indian food or uh, food from the Indian subcontinent, um, I almost thought it was quite foreign. Did you? Yeah, yeah because because okay. curry houses, and that's the thing. I think now they're starting to be a bit more honest about it. And there's something that I said a few years back, and they all they're fucking burning effigies of me and shit. And <laughs> I was I was thinking about fucking migrating somewhere and fucking growing, having a, a plastic surgery so they don't recognise me. But it's like. <laughs> But it's, at least now they're starting to be honest about it. Like what we know in you know the Indian restaurants, that's British curry. It's a sub cuisine that was made up here mm. by people who necessarily didn't yeah. know how to cook. Tweak to suit the market. It's yeah. not even yeah. tweak to suit the market. No. It's because these guys didn't know actually, actually know how to ah, cook. Okay. These guys who came over, they weren't trained chefs. 
Yeah, that's so, fascinating. It's a ad lib in it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so no way, I've, I never knew that. So you got guys from like West Bengal or, or Sillet or places like that cooking Parsi cuisine, which is from the other side of India. Yeah. Which might as well be fr- the difference between here and America, you know? Yeah. It's completely different cultures. Uh, uh, you know, different language, different sort of lineage with how their culture's uh, being shaped, which then affects what they cook mm. and different ecosystems. Mm. So the ingredients are different. But like, so it's example, absolutely upside down, yeah, actually. It's, yeah. it's fucking, right. I genuinely and, thought it was for the market. Nah, yeah. So like classic, like, I don't know, everyone knows Danzak, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got pine the British version you got pineapple lentils and meat or whatever like it's fucking you know tin pineapple and it's, it's a posh place you got Del Monte know, that's <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. but it's like but the re- reality it's, it's a dish that's cooked in two parts yeah. and the souring agent and sweetness come from tamarind and jaggery which is the unrefined molasses and um, it's lentils and vegetables which are cooked and then pureed down and then you've got the the, the, the basically a meat stock yeah. spiced meat stock where you re all the meat down and then you combine together blitz it together and that's your dance sack but then mm. you have it at your local high street it's a, it's a, it's a lamb curry with lentils and a, a yeah. pineapple ring on yeah, it <laughs> and if you're lucky you get a glass of cherry as well like, <laughs> a good, good so dance sack is my favourite curry and I've had so many different types the only one that's been like amazing was at Cyrus Toliwala's yeah, in Cafe and Spice and yeah. I was like I saw how they made it in the different parts it blew my mind it's amazing that, that's what it is and that, my, my, my you know, when I used to go to my dad's restaurant and you know they'd cook stuff up and I'd eat it and I'd think fucking hell this what is this stuff because the, the viscosity <laughs> of the sauce is completely different to what I was used to because obviously I'm used to my mum's cooking yeah and the great thing about uh, Birmingham back then I know it's fucking bit of a ghetto now we've got different communities that are quite polarised you know you've got different sets of people in living in different areas back then it wasn't like that. Mm. I remember growing up, my next door neighbour, they were Gujarati. Um, we had people from Africa, you know, the, uh, the people who went over to Kenya and then moved from Kenya to the, you know, in the Idi Army, now yeah, this yeah. Is, uh, spat. And so you've got all these different uh, cultures. Cultures coming together, yeah, in yeah, one street. and then obviously, you know, these women, they're united by one thing, which is obviously being housewives, and, 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 and that brought them together. It meant... They shared recipes. They they cooked for each other. Food mm. went back and forth, and I got to taste a lot of yeah. different food. And but that's when I also formed an opinion of Indian food from that. Yeah. So when I ended up working at the Indian restaurants, <laughs> I just couldn't understand. I was like, <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. So you, I guess, because even though it was your dad, you were like, you didn't understand at the time when you were so young that he was cooking to a British market. You were like, yeah. what are you doing? This is yeah, not right. What, this what is, is not- this? And I, I couldn't so understand weird. it. So the, the general, the response at that time was like, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I, and I was quite vocal about it. You know, I'd been there for a couple of years. Thought I was in there, mm. fucking. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna crack this. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. crack the whip, and then I got put in my place. And I mean, um, is there a difference because, like, say, traditionally in in Indian households, the housewife does all of the cooking, yeah, and then yeah. in Indian restaurants back then it was all, all men. men. Yeah, and so these aren't they're not trained not, chefs. Yeah. They just, they just winged it. That, that, the whole wow. <laughs> that's fair play. That is fucking yeah. amazing. The whole, that, 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 in a three billion pound industry, started off with a bunch of blokes winging it. <laughs> that is amazing. That that's it. brilliant. You can't take your hat off to it. And that is it, and, and 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 that's where it's come from. But I've always been quite vocal against the uh, the particular sector, and not not because I'm bashing them. Just basically, I was always telling them. 
like guys that was then now let's start being a bit more sincere mm-hmm. yeah and let's start almost, it's almost respecting the history a bit more of yeah, like let's actually yeah. show the world what we you, what you've, you've done this for like 40 years now let's let's why don't you guys start to mature now and start actually embracing the, the, the culture that you are representing and just do it faithfully because mm, yeah. that's what the general public want now because Believe it or not, back then people didn't go to fucking India. Now every other fucker goes to Goa, you know, and yeah. gets high on the beach and comes back with their stories. <laughs> That's the world's got smaller, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows what what the real thing tastes like. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's, that, that's why they're in that position now where the, the, the industry's in decline. When I say the industry, that particular sector. Mm. But then Indian food, the popularity of it is still just just as strong as it always has been like and you know you've got newcomers coming in who are doing smaller menus but are more either regional mm. or more faithful to the real indian the origins yeah. and that seems to be what people tend to favor but yet the the british curry industry are struggling to migrate away from their model yeah because they to, like what they've got yeah well it's it's they, they just they don't like change no oh, and reeks of us reeks of us brits well it's not no when i say brits i'm talking about you know the, the curry industry yeah yeah, yeah no that's you know, what i mean i think, I think like, you know yes you know uh, but remember and I, you know, f- 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 fuck being politically correct. But these guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> what this guys, podcast is all about. <laughs> these guys were born in another culture. They came in and, and they've adopted British culture to a degree. And, you know, they, they, they've lived their lives here. But their mentality is still very much rooted there. So I think, I think, you know, yes, we Brits, and I'm, I'm a Brummy born and bred. So there are certain things that, yeah, I, I believe in. We are creatures of habit. You know, I like a rich tea biscuit when I have a cup of tea. It, it, terrible biscuits. I'm disappointed in you. Fuck it. That's, <laughs> don't, it's, it's, and, and it's, it's a British Weak institution, biscuits. man. How dare you? And, and, you know, there are certain things, and it's like, yes, I know there's all these fancy biscuits out there now, but that's fine. But it's that thing, you know. Yeah, we hold on to certain things because we think that's that's what defines us or anchors to us to our you know identity as being British but with these guys obviously they're holding on to something that's an ideal or an ideology that's that's killing what they're trying to save yeah 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 yeah. it's It's like a a short-sighted mindset isn't it compared to like the bigger picture like in the future people will want the real thing they'll know about the real thing more if you see look at this massive like fucking uh, popularity of Indian street food yeah I mean Indian street food's always been there yeah but like charts have always been there but when a curry house has done it it's chicken cooked in a pan with onions and they put a bit of chat masala and lemon juice and serve it in that deep fried fucking pancake thing <laughs> but that's not what it is well now you've is, this... you're saying these things I'm thinking oh that sounds delicious <laughs> no, but, 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 the, the, the real thing's so much better like yeah, you have no, a better chat, it is. I don't doubt it's you all, it's you know it's got everything you want fucking texture temperature differences you You've got and you've got that acidity, sweetness, spice, and th- people now know that's what a chat's like. Mm. So when they come to your place and they have that, they order it, they have that, they're going to be fucking disappointed. Yeah, pick it apart. So then they'll end up going back to the the you know the, the new 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 places you know that often are uh, done by younger the the younger younger people are not necessarily always done by. Yeah. people from an Indian or Bengali background that is so, fascinating because it's like I can see that what you're saying is 
what you're saying would threat them, threaten them today, but what you're actually saying them is, is giving them advice yeah. for the future to be able to go, look, just yeah. do it this way yeah, yeah, and you'll be yeah. fine. Like, because people all crave this new it's way. Authentic. Well, I did, I did yeah. it like, uh, about 10, 15 years ago. I, did, uh, I accidentally ended up doing an article for Daily Mail just having a fucking ramble and it all ended up on the fucking papers, but they all lost their shit. But in reality, all I was saying is, guys, the industry has got an, a reputation for being... So you, you, you get as much fucking beer down you as, as you can. You go to a curry house, the following morning, you spend half an hour in the toilets and you spend the rest of the day talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, so that's, true. That's, that's what you've... What's what you've taken this cuisine to? Like, guys, do you not want more for yourself? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so like the, the world, like you're saying, the world has taken over it. Yeah. But that's what, growing up, that's what I knew Indian food was. Fucking but then now, it. you know, you travel to India, you can be a young British person, go to India, come back and be like criticizing what's out there because yeah. you're like, that's not authentic, that's, that's, that's not, not real. Th- exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the thing I've is, the real deal. it's yeah. everyone else's fucking caught up with it, with it and actually understand it because they're exposed to whether that be through travel or just mm. general knowledge because yeah. let's be honest like now the 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 the, the wealth of um, literature that's out there and that's available to people with regards to food it's 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 fucking unprecedented yeah. compared to what we've had in the past yeah. exactly. so everyone has that you've got videos on YouTube this and that whereas if these guys know this is all out there and then the general public who aren't in the trade have access to it and are utilising it at home then what the fuck aren't you guys yeah. why are you still <laughs> yeah. sitting there t- get, taking a kicking fucking join the programme and fucking get with it and keep save your industry that's fascinating because yeah. like, eventually yeah. it'll catch up with some and you'll either have to change or die it's yeah like that. and so that's what like... I keep saying to them so every time I get a call from any of these organisations you know actor blah 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 what, what, what advice would you give and, and that's the same advice I give I always get ignored because they carry on doing the same shit and then a year later I get asked again could you come and give these guys some advice it's like mate it's, it's not about putting a viola flower on a fucking chicken korma man <laughs> like first things first sort your fucking korma out like yeah. let's look at the the history of korma where did korma come from you know this yellow gloopy sweet dish that oh, you, you're no, serving oh, disgusting. you know it's not korma because when your wife makes it for you or your mum makes it for you at home it's very different to this yeah. so why are you then why don't you fucking get get the recipe off your missus and, or your mum and just do that you believe me your customer people will, will love it. like it yeah. people will love it and it's, it's what I mean they, 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 don't, they don't seem to understand the wealth of uh, knowledge and experience that they've got in their own homes like I fucking turn to my mum all the time and I'm just, I'm just shitting myself one day she's going to start banging bills like <laughs> yeah. start sending me invoices <laughs> yeah. 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 that's my respect where's my yeah exactly get any fucking ideas but like yeah I can turn to my mum all the time I like oh, and every time I'm, uh, I'm thinking about something and it'll, it'll, uh, uh, a certain thought will spark a memory and I remember something that I had that she's cooked or one of her friends have mm. I'll say look mum you know I've got a general idea of how it's all done but like is there anything in particular yeah. that I'm missing here yeah that's I, I love how passionate that's you are what I say that. to all these guys fucking hell you've got your wives and your mums your sisters blah 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 fucking turn to them man they, they are your, yeah. they're, your they're, the, they're the fucking gold it's just fucking they're the bible gold. of it yeah they're there man so to speak fucking like, turn yeah. to that oracle of it all yeah, don't exactly. talk to me about alright how do you fucking turn that chicken skin into a fucking blah 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 that, that's what I do that's not yeah what the technical side yeah exactly yeah. what you guys want to do and what people come to you for is 
in the at the end of the day, what you cook at home, and they just want that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. give them so, that, you'll be all right. So refreshing to hear. What him. about the penguin with the ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, fucking yeah. I mean, it's, it's one particular company that that's done that. And oh, they're, 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 literally, I can picture it straight. As soon as you said it, I can picture him <laughs> with his little uh, red tufty hair. Yeah. I love it. There's, 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 there's like out of Angry Birds. There's like a whole selection, isn't there? There's, uh, you know, the staples that they have. So there's uh, the other one where um, it's got the layers in it. Yeah. yeah. So it's got, and you got the. Did your tea. dad's restaurant have it? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought like when when the penguins came in. My dad was like fucking loving life. Like, there you go. Yeah, and you know, that, this one particular company that's that sort of dominated that market. But yeah, that's why you get it up and down the line. It's, it's that one company made I think based in Leicester. No uh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, still, um, is it still a thing? The penguins. Yeah, yeah still. I've, I've yeah, seen still, it. Yeah, it's still a thing, man. They're still going. I mean, it's you've funny, got to do I'm, it. I think just for those very few. Just for those and say, look. I did it. We still we still look after your dad. You know, can we come over for a meeting? to a theme and uh, <laughs> I've got a wine deal up one day <laughs> I met bring some in I ch- <laughs> on your ta- if you did a tasting menu that had an ode to the penguin at the end of it <laughs> yeah. honestly that would blow pay- if you did something clever with that pet like, it melts in front of your face or something crazy honestly that would be I think we should to you be honest should with you, because that would that, be you're right that penguin's like it's very it's much, iconic you know yeah. it's, it's as, as much of Part of in, an Indian meal as is popdoms. Let's be honest. Right? Yeah. You go in there, you smash your popdoms, blah blah blah. You finish off with a penguin, right? <laughs> Fuck it. It, 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 it is. So yeah, Why is that's, it that's it. But I don't know. It's not even like there's no penguins in India. Don't even know why I had to check cl- that. Clearly, clearly. Uh, we like our penguins. Oh, mate, I love yeah, it. no, no, it's just it's, it's it's weird. But yeah, that's the thing. I always say to these guys, like, don't don't look at what I'm doing. I'm, and that what I do works for me and my clientele, but if you're in some small sleepy town somewhere and your local curry restaurant, that's what they come to see you for. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's okay. a home cooked exactly. local restaurant. Yeah. Going back, going yeah. back to those days, then um, what was it away from even the food side? Was it fun? Like, was it a cool? Like, because it was obviously it was going till four a.m. Do you have fond memories of yeah, it, or was it a bit too like, oh, do you know what? I can't wait to get out of here. No, no, no. Obviously, I enjoyed it. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be sitting here now. Mm. You know, it's it's. It, it, you know, irrespective of the the negatives of it, and there were a lot of bad, bad things about it. But it yeah, must man, have inspired you to yeah, extent. Yeah, of course, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the bits that I didn't like about it was, and the, I guess that's what sort of built my character. I turned into a bit of a cocky cunt. But, <laughs> I, no, but I tell you where it came from. It's like you know, and where it sort of came around, and it's sort of like almost like made went full circle and, I, and there's a comment that a customer once said turned up and did he call you a cocky all, cunt <laughs> sort of yeah, yeah. pretty much I've, I've, had finished, I've had it we'd finished <laughs> service and he wasn't wouldn't ref- he just walked in as a walk in told him we're fully booked and that we'd finished service is done and his words to me were there was a time you no, your people would be happy oh. whatever time of the night we turned up at your door Wow, and and you know, for me, it felt like, well, you know what, I've 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 moved on from that because when my father first introduced me to some guests, yeah. but like they had this thing where it was that sense of servitude because it came from I don't know, it, it, you know, a lot of these people remember the days of the Raj and they come, you know, they're brought up in that or have have experience of that, so 
there wasn't that balance. You know, now we've got that balance with our guests. You know, our guests respect us as professionals. We respect them as our guests. And there's that mutual, the, the, the transaction is respect, respectful mm. on both ends most of the time. Whereas I remember working at my dad's restaurant, guaranteed every Saturday night the tr- restaurant would get turned over, a group of lads would come in, then abuse them, throw food at them. Really? Blah, blah. Yeah, and that's just that's like a Saturday night thing. And it's mm. always like thinking, is it going to be this lot? Is it that lot? Is it this lot or that mm. lot? Which lot would it be? It's almost like like with me and the other kids, we'd always like almost like have a bet which one it would be. But it's always always after about one in the morning. Yeah, bloody hell. So it's just part and parcel. So that's the bits. And there's another part of the industry that I didn't like. So when I, I used to see how certain customers work with my father and it was very much they used to enjoy the fact that they were coming out paying eight quid a head and they had this guy in a fucking dicky bow and all that running around like a little fucking butler <laughs> mm. and, and, and you know they're ordering a bottle of like Matthew's fucking rose and think they're fucking large in it <laughs> and, and no it's, it's fucking true and yeah. the way they used to, it was it was really it was a really disrespectful mm. transaction but it was almost like they're, I've they come felt here above, above yeah 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 you know like, you, yeah. You, you served me yeah serve oh, them all yeah and, but that, that was something that they were quite happy with and it's, 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 a, it's a, uh, an understanding that, that people from my father's generation and before that were happy with. Because when my father introduced me to a guest once and he said, said to the guest, your wish is his, is my desire. To, you know, like, I said, well, I'm a fucking genie that you robbed out of a fucking lamp. <laughs> wow, like, that is, and I, just, and I stood there and I thought to myself, like, yeah, don't is, have to is, take is this it? Yeah. Is this what this industry is about? Mm, and that's when I started to, I fell out of love with, not with food, but I fell out of love with the Indian yeah. restaurant industry. And then I, you know, worked around several places and I did a bit of time work. I worked at, went back to college because I, I totally screwed up school. So that's out the window. But then I went back to college. I was working for Shimla Pink suddenly, if you guys remember oh, it. Yeah, I remember it yeah. So, you know, when they came out, they were slightly different. And, I, you know, I enjoyed working with them, worked with them for about three years. And then I started working for a, a, a group, well, it's Mogford's group, but they're the guys who used to own Browns. And mm. they opened up, they did, they only had four at that time. And they opened up a branch of a restaurant called Quad. There's only one left now, which is in, uh, I think, Cambridge. And, it's moved away from its original roots, but its roots were based around real good quality Italian cooking, like unlike what we've seen before. And working there, and working, there's a guy called Alberto, who's the, uh, the exec chef. That's where I started realizing like what cooking actually is. It's all about ingredients. Mm. And because Italian food mm. in its purest form is built around simple ingredients, simple but really ingredients. good. And this was a restaurant where everything was flown in it came in every day from Italy mm-hmm. from, from the cheese so having tasted like burrata for the first time not knowing you know I'm, yeah. I'm a kid from Birmingham you know? I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking know what burrata is yeah. and actually smelling tomatoes for the first time yeah like, proper ones yeah, yeah because there's tomatoes and there's, there's actual real tomatoes yeah, different yeah. thing and you smell it and you think and tasting aged balsamic and, 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 and you know single estate olive oil and you start to see the differences and you start to realise fuck mm. so was with them for about two years and they got tired of Birmingham to be honest yeah a group of people who came up to Birmingham as a city I mean I'm a Brumby born and bred so you know, I, 
I can be honest about our past. You know, 20 years ago, we weren't as accepting as we are now. So we used to have issues where guests just didn't understand because we're the first to do the real Neapolitan-style pizzas. Mm-hmm. I remember back then what we had was Pizza Hut and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all the thick, <laughs> deep pan. The equivalent in Italian yeah. cuisine to the curry houses you're Basically, talking about. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's, that's what we knew. And then our, our, our you know, carbonaras were creamy with bacon and all of that. And, <laughs> you know, just nothing like the, the real, real thing. Yeah. And there was, there was this way up between what they wanted to do and I guess what the market wanted. Mm. And they, in the end, decided it's not for them. So they, they packed up shop and they left the city. Yeah. But it left me in a good position because it left me with a newfound understanding of food. Yeah. So that, that put me in a position where I went to my mum and I said to my mum, my look, let me have a go at the restaurant. Because, you know, the restaurant, like, it's just a look, dad's there to like four or five in the morning every day he gets turned over every fucking week oh fucking hell man come on there's <laughs> got to be another way around it and it wasn't a roaring success so yeah. what's the fucking point what, yeah, sure. what, is what the, we got what to lose yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what are you doing what are you yeah. doing and if I, if I screw it up it's already screwed up so yeah nothing yeah. to lose go yeah. for it and we're talking in a time where you know, you could, you could get a loan as long as you could piss straight, right? So I walked into a bank. Seriously, I walked in. I walked oh, into, I wish life was that simple. <laughs> yeah, it was. It yeah, was yeah. Great. I walked into a bank. Those are the times where there, you could get 125% mortgage. Wow. Yeah. You could pretty much value it for whatever you want and it'd give you... And that's, that's obviously that led to some bigger problems later on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd like to say I didn't contribute to it. But yeah, I went and... Um, Got a couple of loans from t- two of the high street banks, and um, I put that into the restaurant. I totally turned the restaurant. It was like a seventy cover restaurant turned into a little forty cover restaurant, mm. and did it right. Like even in today's standards, it would be very tasteful. Just you know, cream and just tones of chocolate, and it was mm. just really nice. And it was, it was, you know, yeah, it was just very minimal, but a, a comfortable environment, which is totally different to. What, what, what it was, was used course, to. So it was like yeah. he's wondering like where's the like the, the pictures of the boats going to go was the penguin and the tiger <laughs> oh we got to yeah. the penguin later but it's like when we got to the menu it was even worse yeah, but, but you know picture of the tiger and monuments from India and Bangladesh where they're going to go so nowhere yeah. and I had like uh, a young artist do some commission some work for, for it so it was totally God, that, I mean, that already yeah. to me sounds like you were ahead of your time for what yeah. everyone else was well, wanting from we had a f- Indian cuisine. We had then. A I mean, that is in Shirley that was fully booked and had a waiting list twenty years ago. That is amazing. That is incredible. It's like you unlock. It's like because you figured it all out so soon. Yeah. You, you and it was. But then, we're ahead of the bell curve. But when it came to the food, I knew. I sort of no. I wouldn't say I, I understood it, and that's why it was. You know. I wasn't ballsy enough to go as far with the food then as, say, I am now. Yeah. So I found that middle ground, which sort of pulled people away from mainstream curry a little bit to for them to think, all right, what's this? Have it. It's close enough to what they know, but different enough to what they know yeah. for it to be yeah. different and justifiable and for it to exist. Yeah. And that's what the menu was built around. And, and you know, it's, it, was, it was an incredible success. That's so awesome. So... But I love that. The problem is, like, my father slowly wanted to get get back into the business. So, 
I didn't want to work, really work with him, so I left him with it, really. And yeah. you know, as as with anyone, creatures of habit, you know, I like my rich tea. That disgusts me, <laughs> but fuck it. I, mean, I wouldn't say I love it, but it's just something about it. And it's that, and it's that, it's that game, like, is, is it going to fall into the tea or not? It's so not the it's taste, that it's thing, the yeah, game. Like, that should be yeah. their slogan. Can, can you make it? Can they, will it make it into the mouth, or is it going to end up on your shirt or in the, in the cup of tea? Because if, if it falls into the tea, you've got to get rid of that cuppa. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 no one wants needs to that. taste that. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So yeah. Obviously, he slowly took it back to what he knew, and but I'd, for me, I'd done my bit. Yeah. For me, and it gave me confidence that I guess there's there's there is some future in my. I don't know my approach or yeah, definitely, it definitely paid off yeah. like hundred yeah, percent. Obviously, for you, mate. I mean, in sort of similar environment where it was all out, all day, all night, like growing up in a pub and stuff. You talked about it a little bit on this podcast about mm. like making cakes for the bouncers and things like that. But was it a place that ever inspired you, or it was just just a way of life? No, you, I wouldn't you know, say ever inspired me. I love the buzz of the kitchen. Mm. Like I remember though um, when I was there's a pub called the Alston Cottage in Coventry. It was a live music venue, and the guy who was the drummer in the band was the chef. <laughs> That's yeah, so cool. and uh, so wooden spoons and drumsticks. Yeah, turn it round. We had this big fucking quiff, and it was like it was a bit cool. The ladies liked him. I was like, yeah, you're yeah, a rock, it, rock yeah. star, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cooking, you know, it was just like breakfasts, and you know, n- nothing like nothing <laughs> special, special yeah. at all. And um, yeah, it was homemade steak and apple pie with frozen chips and stuff like that. But you know, they get hot in services. Quiff would start coming forward. You look a bit like a teddy boy. I just remember that buzz and just like yeah that's what I want to be it sounds like the earliest signs of like yeah I want that I want that I want to be that drummer (laughs) and then like just coincidentally on this I was like you realised you shit out drumming so you just became a chef (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, still trying (laughs) see on Britain's got talent next year (laughs) (laughs) bombing yeah Um, but yeah coincidentally alongside that I was enjoying the creative side like with the cakes and stuff and you know the just watching people when they genuinely enjoyed something making a cake and it's beautifully light and just watching somebody's reaction mm. so like those two together just coincidentally like just sort of drove me into it from 10 I was like I want to be a chef that's wow. all I want to do I didn't realise that I don't want to do anything else but, but be a th- chef what you just said there that, that, that sense of um, being able to give someone that you know, where you put something together and then you see the the response it's almost like gratification straight away yeah, it's like yeah. feed your Pleasure, ego yeah. let's be honest like yeah, as, as yeah. chefs it's that's what it's doing it's feeding your ego and I think that's what it tapped into you at such an early it age it is yeah. and you can you can really lose sight of that as a chef and a lot do and I did along the lines somewhere as well and like I realised that when we opened here in the first night and like I wrote about this in the book still available on the website for oh, my <laughs> So or, much or, or fucking respect for what you just did there. I love that. <laughs> Product placement. Sorry, I ruined it. Go on. Um, it was table five and we've got this open kitchen and, you know, I was just fucking madly stressed out opening this restaurant and just me and two chefs of parties and like just did this a really simple dish. It's the first dish in the book and wrote a little story about it. It's a salmon dish, a little mussel cream, dill, sweet and sour dill dressing. And like just, just remember their face when they ate it and then they shared it with a partner. I was like, fuck, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Like, oh, mate. When I was 10, I'd never heard of Mission Star. 
Um, so it was never about that. It wasn't why I got into cooking. Mm. You can get carried away with that. You do, and you go into all these great restaurants. You learn how to cook, and you, you can you start becomes the, it cooking becomes for the Oscar, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it you does, know. and it's still amazing. Don't don't get me wrong, and there's, I never stopped wanting that. But when I opened this, I remembered like that's why I wanted to get into it originally when I was ten. That was why that reason. Just seeing someone mm. amazed by what you've created, and that's, that's as simple as it about, is. Yeah. yeah, that is is. I love that you can still remember those people's faces from the yeah, first day. Mad, like, that yeah. is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man! That was you opening your first restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Fuck. No, yeah. no, it's incredible. Because obviously, uh, we've spoken over the years, and when you were doing this, I mean, it's we're incredibly proud of what you've done. So, oh, thank and, you. And, and, and especially how you've done it as well. I think you've done you did it in an incredible way, where you took a space like this and turned it into. Yeah, it's a cool space. Yeah, cool space. Like, it still feels like an old Stratfordian yeah. building, yeah, and that's charm. cool. Yeah. yeah. Also, in a uh, sort of area where, let's be honest, it's not really known for. Oh, definitely not. Chain, no, chains, mate. Yeah, yeah, never known yeah. for its like food chains. at all. It was yeah, big risk in that respect. But oh, man, it's like a fucking yeah. big ball. You can pick well. up some good penguins and some curry rounds. <laughs> you really if you look right, that, if you look in the was, right place, that was Plan B. That Should we go and get one tonight? I yeah, think, well, yeah. I'm desperate. All this talk about curry, I'm literally like char. It's bad. <laughs> Um, I, I wanted to lastly just talk about the most unbelievable achievement when I was reading about a theme which has only been open what uh, 18 months or so now yeah yeah. got a Michelin star almost within a year um, and you were the first British born Indian chef to be awarded a Michelin star is that right yeah well cooking Indian food obviously we've got Sat yeah. Baines who's uh, the fucking god in our, our industry but yeah but first yeah cook it for, for cooking Indian food yeah that is absolutely an unbelievable achievement yeah. like that must have been yeah, did you your parents and family's reaction based on having grown up in those environments those restaurants I bet was there a part of them were like nah that'll never happen so he's never going to be able to get to that like how do they respond when these accolades come your way do they get it do they understand the thing is they don't it's it's not it's not I think for for my father yes he 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 was really uh like my mum said, do they give you a certificate? Oh, that is so <laughs> cute, isn't it? Like, it's not, it's not a massive, Like a 25 like, metre badge yeah, in the swimming like, pool. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I got a 50 pound voucher for a local supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, but, no, but it's like, it's, obviously it's, it's not something that they fully understand because obviously they're from another generation and it's not something that they've, they've worked for. Mm. And I know we work for our guests. I appreciate that, but, Let's be honest. There is there is something personal about it as well. You, you know, we cook for our guests, we cook for our colleagues, but when you, you know, I've been doing it for twenty seven years. You know, you, your whole career you've dedicated to to mm-hmm. that, and that is something for you, yeah. right? Yeah, and, totally and, and there's nothing yeah, wrong right. in that. There's nothing oh, wrong with saying, nothing nothing wrong wrong with saying that. that. And I think you know we deserve a little something, yeah. and you know that is something that I've worked towards my whole or my you know as soon as I start to understand what cooking was about. So for the last twenty years, that's what I've work towards so for my father yeah it was like it was a, it was a great great uh, time for him to, to, to see that because they also like when I took cooking on and especially the restaurant industry on I say it's not an industry that was regarded highly because of their experience within mm. restaurants they don't mm. understand what, that it can be different mm. so it's not something that any parent wanted for their child yeah sure because you're, you're all supposed to grow up and get a decent job and that means you wore a shirt and a tie to work and yeah. you didn't serve curries till four in the morning and 
when I said like, this is all I want to do it broke their fucking hearts mm. because they thought shit that's they viewed it one way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. this is it he's going to have a life of you know it's still hard work I'm not saying it's not hard work but it's hard work that I enjoy doing but nothing wrong in saying I've been quite successful at that yeah. life incredibly kind to me. yeah mate so for that I think that was great for my father I think and then my mother is like you know what he's, he's, he's done something he wants to, wanted to do and he's He's, yeah. he's done alright and you flipped it on your head you've not got arseholes at 4am throwing food at you no exactly mm. absolutely exactly. and, and I'm hoping that and I try and inspire the people to say you can change that yeah you don't have to put up with that and it all starts with you though you need to change but when you change your customers will change with you and they'll actually like you for it because what you're giving them is so much better than what they've had yeah so you you know your your business will be stronger your customer support will be stronger it's just a win-win in every which way and 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 for you as professionals you can be more proud of your product as well yeah. so win it embrace it i imagine that i mean obviously like they didn't necessarily understand uh, what the michelin star was all those sorts of things but and i wanted to touch on this briefly um and we'll only do it briefly because you both lost but when you were both on great british menu together <laughs> like what did, was it what, one lost see? first <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. i thought i'd give uh, someone else a chance yeah, yeah. you already won the previous year yeah exactly what, no 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 what, what was it like for your family seeing you on on bbc television cooking and representing like your community in Birmingham the year that you did the, the fish yeah, course well, like that must have been an unbelievable thing for it's, it's, your friends and family to go yeah for oh sure oh my I mean, god with, without a doubt I think because um, obviously prior to that I did the the F word and I won that as well and you know I did a lot, a lot, a lot of local TV since like 2006 upwards so but something on a national level I think when the F word happened that was obviously massive and then then GBM the year after, I think you know for sure it went Game a long changer. way, a long way in, uh, uh, I guess, validating my choices in life. <laughs> the funniest bit is obviously, as you know, I like a drink. I, I, you know, I like I, I eat whatever I want. <laughs> 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 my mum, because obviously she had all the ladies round, got pakoras and samosas ready. They got the tea they're watching, and then I, I bite into like a fucking you know the pig's head that. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Kerridge Tom made yeah. yeah and I'm knocking back a glass and I was like do you have to do that like, no, really? why don't you just tell your friends it's stunt pig <laughs> so, that's yeah, hilarious so, but that aside I mean I mean, that's the only negative of it but apart from that they're obviously very proud what was your experience on GBM together like did you know each yeah. other well up until that point no it was the first time we'd met first time, yeah, 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 yeah first time we met so that was what it was filmed 2011 bloody so, hell that's like nearly nine years, years now that's we're, scary yeah all, uh, no yeah. it's good crap I mean I think we were both just nervous about Daniel yeah. weren't we like, well, that yeah. is a heavyweight to have in your category even yeah. at the time and not yeah. only that he'd lost twice so he was fucking hungry for it like. <laughs> oh, and, and, and look it showed man he fucking went and smashed it he did yeah, yeah. that chicken dish yeah, just that's a fucking yeah. winner that yeah. dish just knocked us out yeah <laughs> that dish on its own <laughs> really <laughs> fuck the rest but yeah. I'd actually like it was good fun it was, it, good it was good it was I really enjoyed it and obviously I made some really good friends out of it like obviously Daniel and yourself I mean we've, we've become really good friends from, from from that situation I mean I'll be honest with you and it doesn't happen all the time because Previous year, part after that, I did it, and out of the other person in the kitchen, I fucking loved it when he fucked up. Yeah, you know, it's certainly not on my fucking Christmas card list. You know, so 
fair play. Three yeah. of us. Yes, we were competing against each other. You know, myself, Paul, and Daniel. But we're also, you know, we, we became really good mates out of it. That's which awesome. Is, which is, which is the. Uh, you know, the, the, I guess the, the best thing to take out of it. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah. so cool. Okay, right. Let's do a couple of listener questions, shall we? What time for a couple of these? Yeah, we have. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, this is from. Uh, I don't have a first name. Just says Jay Hunt. I've not been stitched up by that, have I? <laughs> no. Fine. No. Just checking. Anything with Hunt in the surname, I'm nervous. Jay Hunt says, "What makes a good commie chef, and can you tell how their career will go from the start?" I guess what he means is, like from the moment you see them. Can you tell yeah. what their trajectory is? So, what makes a good, well, what makes a good commie yeah. chef? Can you can you tell? Firstly, they've got to have the right attitude. Yeah, really. it's attitude. You've got to enough. want to work. So hard. it's not skill; it's attitude. Yeah, no, they, they wouldn't have skill because they're commies. Yeah. So, they're, 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 yeah, their only asset really, the only thing they can win you with is is their their attitude. Yeah, their attitude. That and that is the main thing. The attitude, but that goes for everything. Attitude to hard work. Attitude to long hours. Attitude to you know just working in sometimes what's a shit hot environment. But yeah, skill is it's not like X Factor where you can sing, you can sing. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly you what can't I was just ask. Cook. It's not one of those things where you, you go, are. I can tell within five seconds whether you're gonna do it or not. You, no, you, you no. can't you can you can tell their professionalism and if they've got a good chance at doing it, if they carry on the right way and make the right choices. You can't say, Yeah, you're gonna be a next three star chef. Got you. No, or one star anything. You know, it's just okay, you've got the right attributes to go forward. So just attitude, not fucking moaning about yeah. doing laborious jobs because that's your job, you know, until you can prove you can do that, you know. Exactly, and it's, it's that, it's when you come in, and attitude and humility, so when they, when they come yeah. in understanding, this is where I am, and my journey starts here, this is where I want to get, but my journey is starting here, because you get a lot of these commies, especially... They get ahead of themselves. Yeah, man, they're, yeah. they're coming in, they've got a fucking, you know, they're the... Pencil behind their ear, or now it's a fucking yeah. sharpie. They've yeah. got their tattoos, you know, their, their Instagram yeah. account, tweezers yeah. on yeah. their fucking yeah. apron. <laughs> you know the one that's going to be a pastry wanker who's got a fucking wrist <laughs> on his arm, like spinning around with his sharpie. So yeah, you can get that stuff. You know, those, those are the ones like and. Then, <laughs> and I, I, you know, we all, we have a lot of young kids in our kitchen all the time, and you know they're always coming through, and because we work closely with UCB, and you see the ones who who are the bullies as well mm. you see them they hide their inequity by bullying the other commies and or, yeah. or yeah. trying so to work the other commies out. and those are the ones that I really go to town on to be honest and put them in their place do you are but, you yeah. quite upfront with them with that yeah, stuff yeah, you yeah, just I'm call like, them out straight away yeah I mean if you work with me in the kitchen um you know, when when I'm in the kitchen, like Neil, Neil will always say, like I I am quite brutal because, and it's nothing personal. I'll I'll say it because we, we we need to get a job done, and 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 you know, and we will get that job done, irrespective of who who's there or not. And mm-hmm. you know, both Neil and I, we're we're all we're both from well, all of us. We're from like a, a different world <laughs> to what it is now, right? It's yeah. not it's not all about hugs and high fives when we were around. We we, we you know. We learned the hard way, but not saying that's the same rules that we have in our kitchen. But what we, what I do, don't tolerate in my kitchen is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, I like to have fun, and I do have fun. Like we've got one particular commie, a young kid called Anne, which you know, I love him to bits. He's a fucking nightmare to work with. But I, <laughs> you know, he's like my. You know, I look at him like almost like my son, and he's, he's, he's just, he's just a funny kid. But the thing is he will fuck up and fuck up and fuck up again but you know what he will try and try and try he's and resilient sure. yeah yeah and it counts for a lot then, yeah, yeah he's he's got better attitude and that's why you're on my instagram he's always on there yeah <laughs> i fucking love the kid because he's got a better attitude than 
guys who've so-called been in our industry for 10, 15 years. Yeah, and, I love that. And I look, look at him and I think if they can take a little bit from him, they'll be better chefs and better people for it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think some sometimes um, like lecturers tend to tell commies make sure you ask lots of questions sometimes they take that a bit fucking literally yeah. <laughs> do they right. in the middle of service that's good advice hot sweat, that's hot, really good advice hot night it's fucking busy you're in the middle it's like 8 o'clock on a Saturday and like so what's the recipe for that then chef <laughs> How do you, why did you think to do that dish, Chef? Why have like, you used that much cling film just, on that, Chef? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to write your verb before you roast it. Um, yeah, just tone it down. Questions are great. Pick, yeah. your, pick your moment. That but is it, great advice, actually. Question-wise, talking about wing... Uh, the 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 most bizarre question I ever got from him. We we had these like huge fucking prawns about the size of my arm, and we were just prepping them down for this charity event I was doing. And he just said, "Chef, what would you do if one of these we got a zombie prawn?" <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, "Like, man, what the fuck is going on in your head? What goes around in that space? What does that I, mean?" I, I don't know. I, I, I've never come across a zombie prawn like. I don't know, man. <laughs> How it's, weird. But you know, it's just, it's just it, but the thing is, I, you know, I, I absolutely love him to fucking bits, man. And, and, and you know, that, that kid, I think me and Neil, we've worked really closely and, 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 and hard on him because we, we know he's got a fantastic future. Yeah. And, you know, Neil's great with, with the young kids as well. When I'm not around, he's, he's, you know, it's, it's, it's a great environment for these guys to to learn really and we, we, we get a lot of, you know these these kids go back and do, they run classes at college yeah yeah that's amazing great answers attitude and don't ask too many questions one more question uh the kitchen at fp2 on twitter i don't know do you know them yeah, Coventry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Coventry. Yeah, Coventry. Oh, yeah, it's Film Park. Ah, yeah, nice. This is number two. The they, sequel. They tweeted saying, "What are your guilty pleasures outside of super noodle sandwiches?" Oh, it's so. And many. outside I of rich know, tea man. biscuits. Have you ever had a super noodle sandwich? <laughs> of course I have. have you? Yeah, of course, of course you have. have. Yeah, I've never done it. Yeah. Not not super noodles. Another brand of noodles. <laughs> oh, okay. You can say Coca. Coca. Coca, Coca noodles. Yes, yeah, like. Um, Oh, I think they're, so they're, they're obviously a, a, a imported brand, but yeah, okay. so they come in uh, various flavors. The curry one's pretty good. Do you have any guilty, <laughs> do you have any guilty pleasures you turn to? Yeah, look, I've got you know. Obviously, as you can see, I'm not exactly. I'm not. I'm not all about six packs at the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got a lot of like guilty pleasures. But I think for me, like you know, the whole dirty burger thing uh, when it when it made a resurgence, I was fucking. I was in heaven, man. <laughs> yeah, really. And we we, we have it at work. We always. What's your have, idea? Like, Talk us through the idea or like composition of the dirty you know, burger. Like oh, yeah, no, that's the thing. On. Like when it comes to burgers, I like it. I'm quite a purist, to be honest. So good patties. Okay, so but so bun, yeah, patty. patties. What are we doing? Cheese, cheese. But it's got to be that American cheese. The shit, shit oh, pasta cheese. That. Yeah, because yeah. that's it's, not it's, cheese. It's, I'll it's, eat that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got to be that. Yeah, and um, any tomato. like relish or tomatoes? Yeah, yeah. Basically, a little bit of um, mustard. It's a burger mustard again and just a bit of tomato. That's it, man. Love it. For me, it's got to be like, you know when you pick it up? Yeah. You can't put it down. You have to keep eating it. (laughs) Otherwise, it's falling (laughs) apart. Like, like, you're committed. You've just got to keep going. It's like the best burger I've ever had. It's a poncy, like, chef-y, fancy one. But fuck me. It's so good. So it's uh, Bar Blue in London. It's Daniel Blue Burger. 
It's like a really good patty, like a brioche bun, um, foie gras terrine, oh, nice. braised short rib, oh, crispy onions. Yes, please. Oh, it's about fucking a foot high. <laughs> it's not you a burger, pick it up, yeah. It just compresses. Like you can actually eat it and it's, oh my word. I'm oh, going, yeah. I'm going oh, You've sold week. me. <laughs> Great questions. Keep them coming at the nightcap underscore pod on Facebook and Twitter. Right, let's get into some TripAdvisor review, shall we? Ooh, why not? Okay, this is how the game works. I'm going to give you both a TripAdvisor review. It is, uh, it's basically real or fake. You've got to yeah. tell me whether it's a real or fake one of each other's restaurants. All right. Okay. It's that simple. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do... Should we... We'll do one for salt first. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you this one. You've got to tell me whether you think this is real or fake. Here we go. One star review. Oh, that's bad. Headline, extremely disappointed. All right. It's bad. <laughs> A complete waste of money. I am a big fan of the Nightcap podcast, and that inspired me to book in at Salt. My hopes were very high, but were unfortunately shattered. I really wanted to meet Paul, but he was nowhere to be seen, and the food was very average for the price it was. We'll not be coming back, but we'll probably still download the pod. Is that a real Salt review or a fake one? I wouldn't say yeah. fake because they don't really talk about the experience here. And <laughs> I love Paul, but I wouldn't come all the way just to see, see him. him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe about twenty years ago, yeah. but <laughs> that's why I didn't call it Restaurant Paul Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant Paul Foster. Yeah. You know it's fake. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? What do you think, Paul? Do you I think that's fake. fake. I, I think it's fake. It. That is. Fake. It is fake. Oh. You got away with one there. Oh. Don't worry about it. No, that's savage. That I was about to call him out. Like <laughs> fucking stop downloading the pod. Typing a reply. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> call him out on here. Stop listening. It's a fakey. Don't worry. Okay. A theme. Here we go. Is this yeah. a real or a fake one, Paul? Right. Go on then. One star. Headline: Poor. Simply poor. One of the worst. Indians I've tasted My dish was with prawns But the prawns didn't have any taste I also missed so Zombie so- prawns yeah. <laughs> The dish was also missing salt And the rice was old Or at least tasted old <laughs> One dish there was with goat's milk And it was horrible Because it smelt like goat <laughs> The restaurant itself was louder than I thought it would be, and the bloody waiter could not understand my description of the difference between the words spicy and spice. I will not be coming back. Is that a real? Mm-hmm. Actually, it's pretty pensive. <laughs> yeah. Playing it cool. Is that a real? Ophemus Obviously, it's review? not true, but I reckon it's a real one. <laughs> or a fake. I reckon it's a real review. I reckon it's real. What do you reckon, Actar? Fake. Do you reckon it's fake? I think so. That is fake. Oh, yeah. You spotted a right one. I'll let you both off today. That was a fake one. Yeah, we got it easy. Normally I get savaged. Yeah, yeah I give you a break. Once a series, I give you a pass. That is the rule. Okay, let's move on to boiling points, shall we? So this is where our chefs tell of the real heat of the kitchen. When have you lost your shit on someone? Or when have they lost their shit on you? What's in the locker today, Paul? Um, uh, this was only the other day, actually. You might have seen it. I don't think we spoke about it, but on social media. We... It, we Mm. Um, oh, I think I know. We haven't yeah, spoken about this yet, but yeah, I think I've you'll, seen you'll know it, yeah. what it's about. Um, so Friday night, we were full as we normally are on a Friday night. Bragging, we had a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and then we had a table of four booked for seven o'clock which never showed up and um, tried to phone them about quarter past we normally leave 15 minutes before we call yeah and just don't want to be too pushy because yeah, people a good, are like, quite late yeah, like we... I was tonight <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> well, like, he, just like GBM it. he's just <laughs> it. uh, why change a habit of lifestyle yeah. <laughs> sorry mate um yeah, then it got to half past, just nothing. I was like, they're not coming at all. We had a waiting list, but way too late to call too late the waiting then, list. Yeah. Way too late. Yeah. Um, it got to like half eight in the end, and I just I just charged them the fee, fifty five pound per play. head, yeah. two hundred and twenty pound, and then sent them an email to explain because they hadn't bothered to show up. And then half ten at night, we get a voicemail. Some very very angry woman, probably called Karen. Um, <laughs> No, probably <laughs> um, kicking off um, because she had fucked up and booked a restaurant called Salt that is in Norwich. Brilliant. Three Absolutely. hours from here, right? Cracking up, man. Um, so, but we don't answer the phone during service because we've got a small team. We just constantly check the voicemail if there's anyone late, cancelling, whatever. So, uh, my manager Jack had picked it up, and obviously, it's too late to phone it then because it was a landline number. So, I had the pleasure of phoning her the next day. And Jack's like, do you want me to do it? I was like, no, no, I'll do this. I've got this one. I could have been blowing off some steam. I'll take this one. I'll you back here. <laughs> Phone her up. It's like, hi, Karen. Um, <laughs> Karen's not her name, by the way. Okay. Just, just keeping it quiet. Um, yeah, we got your voicemail last night. And she, um, and she said, uh, yeah, so just want to let you know, they, they didn't have our booking. And you know, for some reason, it was, we, we have our booking with you. I don't know how that happened. I said, well, you made the booking um, and so just to let you know as well I don't know if you've seen the email but we've charged you for that so what do you mean you've charged me I said well the, the cancellation policy when you booked a few days ago where you were told about this yeah. and you know blah blah I went through all the details with her it's like wow that's just not acceptable you, you should you should have known when I gave you my number that that was a Norwich number and I wouldn't be booking a restaurant in Stratford <laughs> Oh my so we God. get people booked from all over Europe, yeah. like <laughs> fucking Australia. A lot of people booking. Yeah. And I don't care what the number is. What guys are too busy to be worrying about Can that. Can you imagine you and downstairs then, going, guys? We've got- Someone from Norwich has called. We should probably ring them back to check yeah. that they meant to do Patronize it. Patronise like, the fuck out of them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So my response do. to her straight off the bat was, did, "When you phoned us, did you not recognise it was a Stratford number?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which she didn't love like. it. She didn't like. Well, you know, like this. I'm like. When it comes to this, because you get experience in it, I'm like a lawyer that's got all this information, all these answers ready. <laughs> so anything they hit me with, I'm like, bang. You bang. ask them a leading question so that they fall Generally, into your yeah. trap. <laughs> Generally. And then she said, well, well, how much have you charged me? I was like, £220? <clears throat> um, she said, that's just not acceptable. I never spend that much money on food. Because I'd never heard of the restaurant in um, Nottingham. It looked, uh, sorry, not, not Norwich. Norwich yeah. It looks nice, but it's, it's more like brasserie cafe style food. They only open two nights a week, but the rest is lunch. So a lot lower spend than us. Yeah. She was yeah. never going to spend oh, that at God, all. God, God, it's bad. That is bad, isn't it? That is bad. <laughs> One shining light. There was a vegan on the table, so we didn't have to cook for me. <laughs> yeah, no, she won that. Yeah, really yeah. Won. So anyway, it's just loads of back and forth. Her kicking off, her telling me it's not acceptable, her telling me she's going to sue me um, she's going to do a charge back on the car she's going to get her money back and oh. all of this and then, then just just lost it in the end and told me where to go um, so I put the phone down I put it on Twitter just because I like to gauge public opinion with this and it's I think it was funny yeah, yeah. definitely yeah so it's funny good, and I had yeah. so many knobheads on Twitter telling me that I should give her the money back 
What? And people trying to say it was my mistake as well. It's not your mistake at all. I know that, yeah. Yeah, Even in our booking emails, we've got a Google Maps link to where we are. (laughs) Nobody clicks it, but it's there there, to cover our ass. Yeah, and then today I had an email from Stripe, who is our like third party like provider for like card details, etc. She's done a charge back, charge back, and got the money back. Oh, like okay. her appeal so automatically she gets the money back and then I had to spend an hour getting an appeal together submitting all the evidence and then in three months I might get the money back oh. I've never lost one ever oh, so yeah. I don't it's imagine so we'll tiring, lose it's tiring though isn't it but yeah, yeah. But even if I won't give up say, she, say she's not the most <laughs> like charge her again yeah. <laughs> say she's not the most like savvy person on, does any part of you feel sorry for her no <laughs> no not really cause natural I selection she wouldn't be around like, <laughs> yeah. 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 it's true but the, the other thing is right and I don't I think that's the thing about our industry and where we've got to now it's like we've lost all right to to to, to be right you know yeah we're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah even when we're it's right it's like we're you can't win you can't win yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you can't but that, that, that's the thing I know it was a genuine mistake but and this but is what I, I was arguing with some people on, online it's like it's Somebody said she never intended to do that. So I'm aware of that. But an accident is still somebody's fault. Mm. An accident, somebody's still accountable for. Why the fuck should I lose money for that? Yeah, and, and a small an restaurant, a four-table cover is a big our chunk average of your spend revenue. That night was 120 pound per yeah. head, so we've lost four times that, 480 quid. Yeah. That's the way I have to look at it. And I've got 220 back. And then somebody told me, um, "It's bullshit. It's way too much money." So I even worked it out financially and explained it to them, like restaurant economics. I was like, "Okay." Because like, we had a lot of twos in that night, but we were full. If I hadn't sold that table, I would have sacked off one of the part-timers. That part-timer probably got 50, 60 quid that night and cost to me as wage. I have to represent that times three for 30%. Yeah, and then, you know, once you take the VAT off that, it's about covered that part-timer's wage, effectively. Yeah, man. Well, people don't understand restaurant economics. So I don't expect them to, but... Give us a break. I know, so, yeah. It's hard enough as it is. Yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not exactly crook. And it is hard enough because if you look at it, it's an industry that we're in because we're passionate about it. It's not... We've not got into uh, hospitality or restaurants because... And this is the reality of the situation because we want to make a load of money because we all know you want to make a load of money. There's a lot of other avenues you can go into not working 16 hours a day seven days a week that's a good point you know missing out on your friends family and everything else just so you can you know cook for people you know and then yeah you put it like that and yeah it's so right cost of property cost of utilities cost of taxation if you look at uh labor costs cost of ingredients Mm. We're the, just getting squeeze, 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 squeeze. The odds so are stacked, actually. It's, it's yeah. not right, really an industry. Like, if, For example, I, we laugh about it all the time and I keep doing it and I keep opening more restaurants. But it's like, if, if, if I didn't do that and just put all that money into developing properties and just put up blocks of flats here and there, I'd get my turnaround straight away within 18 months. Yeah. And I'll keep doing it. Whereas, <laughs> Ophim, who knows when it'll pay off? Yeah, but yeah. I, it, it pays me off in a different way because I look at I look at everyone who works there and I look at the fact that they've got a stable job, they're learning something, they're becoming bigger, better people, and I'm part of that. That's my payment. Definitely, that's it, mate. That's, that that's is so. I, I love to and, hear that. It's so refreshing to hear that. And that's it. But whereas, if I put that money, I could have done a block of flats with, mm-hmm. you know, what if you just if you just out to make money, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're not greedy, unscrupulous. No. We're actually quite stupid, simple people. <laughs> You're such <laughs> really <laughs> foolish idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Like, you know, who, puts, who puts two million quid into 
something that you can hopefully make some money back in about 10 <laughs> where you know that everything is against you yeah you, you, so you know, right. like this pandemic who's the first to get hit retail and leisure yeah. where do we fall into retail and leisure of course yeah you know anything that happens we the, we're the first consumer confidence goes down for whatever reason we're the first to get it you know it's and then costs and so on and so forth with lots of businesses to be screwed and buy all the you know whether that be government or or or, or, or all the other you know institutions you know we're the ones that they look at mm. and so for us you know they, I, I genuinely feel it's there needs to be a bit more understanding about why we do it it's not because we want to become rich because if we want to become rich fucking hell there's yeah, so many ways to not, get a quicker return it's so right it's not it's without not the risk about the greed is it without having to put up with people not you know people not turning up to work so you you know you know all the stresses that come up with mm. running restaurants people oh. not turning up and then you charging them and then charging you back and you know you'd have to deal yeah. with any of that what about your boiling point then, mate? You've just said that you're a little bit a bit strict in the kitchen because you need to get the job done. Like, do you ever have you ever lost your shit on someone? You got any stories? Yeah, I think the, the, the most famous one is. I mean, obviously, I still have my moments now, but I've calmed down a lot. <laughs> How many times have we heard that in here? Yeah, I've calmed down a hell of a lot, but I think now I'm just a bit more not 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 aggressive with it, just a bit more nimble-tongued with it I guess that's the best way to put it yeah I like it uh, whereas uh, the, I think the most the biggest time was when I was in the F word man I fucking I mean the guy I was with Esan, I was trying to get him to do stuff that they'd never done because I sort of, I sort of left Lasan for about five years and I'd just help him out here and there because I just got sick and tired of him really and, and I came back in because the, the show the producers from uh, the F word wanted me to me to do it so and there's no way Lasagne was going to get onto. If I'd represented any other restaurant, I'd, it would have been that restaurant. So I had a bunch of guys who didn't know how to fry a piece of fish. I mean, I used to make them chant this song, you know, black is bad, brown is good, black is bad. So just so if, if, it's, if, it's, if it's a piece of fish and it looks bad, it's bad, you throw it away. You know, that's what I had to do to teach these guys. So he was, he was, he was doing a rack of, rack of lamb for one of the courses and he just kept fucking her up kept fucking her up and then I, he just, I just lost it and I, just, I was fucking lost and I sort of called him a fucking donkey went to town on him and and that was it man and, and obviously I got a massive tirade from people was this on telly? yeah 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 oh, oh I need and to find this yeah, I've not seen it he's a, yeah. a lovely guy years ago. I, I feel really bad I, I did feel really bad and I, you know we sat down and we had a chat afterwards because you know Certain things happen in the confines of your kitchen, which is great, but in front of like seven, eight million people, it's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. yeah. But you were clearly in the moment, not yeah, aware of the cameras. It. You were not yeah, even people, thinking about people that. People sat at home aren't in that moment. They no, don't I mean, it's like semi finals. I've been there from six in the morning cooking, and it was about four in the afternoon when that happened. And I'm watching the other team working together so well. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Seriously, I just kept looking at Ernesto, and Ernesto became uh, like one of my closest friends, uh, but he doesn't live in the UK anymore. So I was looking at Ernesto working with his, his sous chef, and I've got this guy. <laughs> and I, just, I just felt like everything he was doing was to ruin my life at that point. Yeah, you take it personally. Yeah, I just you think they're doing it, it to get you. Yeah, yeah. I fucking lost my shit, man. And that's it. But yeah, it's it all right. But then, like for the rest of the series, Gordon was just calling me Actar Ramsey. After, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we patched it up, and I made. And obviously, we we ended up winning, and uh, which was which was great. But I think that's the the 
probably the thing that I always remember. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's. Do, have interest? Did any of the producers or anyone say anything after, or it'll try and like get you to, or into? Or were they just filming? They're just filming. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, well, you know, you know they, they love that shit, don't they? Yeah, yeah I bet they're encouraging they're fucking, it. They fucking love it. You know, for them that was like fucking, fucking up again, actor. Yeah. Go, look yeah. at. Yeah. Or when we do GVM. <laughs> is it like that go on have a look down there what's going on like, yeah. oh, what's happened with that then yeah. <laughs> they, they know when you're like you boil a pan over there's a camera on it yeah like, oh fuck's sake <laughs> looks just caught me yeah. I the funniest was the year, a couple of years after we did it when I did my final series and I was on the first stage with me Mark Poynton and this kid Jason and this kid was a bit of a I'll be honest I'll fucking I'll probably listen to this and I'll say he was. A, I'm sure he's a better human being now but he was a prick back then <laughs> and, yeah. and um, he just came in with like this bravado and this fucking attitude and it was almost like I'm there I'd arranged for you know the night before for us to go and have dinner at um, Steve Grove's place uh, Rue Parliament uh, Square yeah. I do remember this we're yeah. talking and he's basically moving me out of the way and he's just talking to Mark like I, I, I didn't exist and while we're in the kitchen and when he's talking to the producer just in front of my in front of me saying yeah the only person I really see as competition here is Mark you know and it's just it's just belittling me wow. in front of my so and um, where was it like it was, it was, I mean, Mark it, had a star yeah Mark point. had a star then you'd already been to the fucking banquet, banquet yeah and this kid uh, it'd come from some place I think it's called a raven or somewhere like I don't fucking I don't know <laughs> but yeah so it was just he's a young kid obviously cocksure but he couldn't cook I'll be honest with you man he, <laughs> he, he banged, out, banged out a parfait in a wheelbarrow and it was great and I said and he said oh you were late I said the reason why I was late I had to make my pathway again because it was that fucking colour and I wasn't going to serve it <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking why and, yeah. I, and you've got three components I had about 26 I've calmed down now I've learned less is more <laughs> I, think, I think they should love having me on GVM because I was always in this shit <laughs> anyway so yeah but like when he was fucking up the like it was going bad man it was going bad for him so the final day when he was doing desserts and they saw his chocolate thing break and you know he's got a ribbing all week and he's, he's trailing behind us and because he, he gunned for me I fucking went to town on did him did you? <laughs> yes so, but then I thought like Mark Poynton like that morning we were being really nice to him thinking like fucking I've got to help him out you know boost him up a little bit man fucking young kid is but I could see man he was, he was losing it so he was there and he cracked his chocolate mould straight away Go over there. He's, he's gone asking what's happened with his chocolate. <laughs> oh, and you can see this kid, and his his hands were shaking. His oh you know, he's, no, he's, he's frantic. A blessing. I thought to myself, "Fuck you." There's knives down there. You know that wall that they have. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, have got the stove in the middle, and they have yeah. that wall with the pot. Not the pot. Yeah, the where pot I was. Store. Yeah. I said, fuck that, I'm staying there. Because <laughs> staying if he, if he, when he loses it, I'm the fucker who's getting it. <laughs> yeah, so that's the, that's fucking... That's, that is brilliant, what a story. Nuts, I'm sure he's a better person now. Jason, if you're listening, Legend. well done. <laughs> okay, right, let's do some uh, cooking hacks and myths before we head off, shall we? Um, anything for our avid listeners to take away with them into their home kitchens, little tips. Actually... I don't know whether you were going to do this or not, but is there anything like I know we? I love curry so much, but can you give me something that I can impress my mates with? Where it's like I've been doing it wrong this way all these years. That it's to do with the spices or the blend. 
like I feel like I need to take this opportunity while you're here to say give us something that we I'll t- can I'll tell you where it, uh, the, the one of the things I often do is cookery cl- uh, class I used to do in the past with Nigel Howarth and one of the things that people never used to understand or what was almost like a revelation is it's how you treat your onions and to what level you cook it because whether you can prawns white protein like fish or chicken to darker protein to what level you cook your onions yeah, yeah. it's just dependent on the protein that you're working towards ah, so that okay. is what helps towards getting the right, vis- right viscosity for the sauce and then the end flavour profile so it's that thing so what I always say to people you know the, the, the obviously you want to take the onions at bare minimum to a translucent stage mm-hmm. and then you know that you'd use for your lighter proteins like your fish and shellfish and stuff like that and then a little further for when you're cooking things like chicken and so a bit more caramelised almost yeah. Yeah. and then you actually get it quite dark when you go for the darker protein so you get that dark rich mm-hmm. sauce nice. so yeah. it's, 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 it's makes a lot yeah, of sense yeah onions knowing your onions that is know your onions yeah. that, yeah. that is brilliant what a little tip that is have you got so, any others for us that will help uh, people I was, I was struggling so I actually spoke to Jack our manager I was like have you got anything drink wise that he you knows drinks more than me because yeah. like, I have to come up I must have had like nearly 20 now and I'm scraping the barrel with food <laughs> that's true yeah. yeah Google doesn't help <laughs> Um, is that yeah. your way of telling me we need to change this bit <laughs> or just remove me yeah, until yeah. I've got a good one good, good um, yeah he just he said about if you you know say in summer when you've got strawberries that are coming towards the end or raspberries any soft fruit like that well like most fruits really he just, he just said like they're perfect like normally you'd say I'll oh, jam it or do something do some sort of fucking preserve but he was like if you've got as long as you've got like a cocktail shaker vodka everyone's got sugar so make a little sugar syrup like equal quantities and then just get your soft fruit vodka in there and you've just got a perfect cocktail shake it all up pour it through a sieve really? beautiful cocktail like strawberry base you know these fruity that simple cocktail that's that simple so over ice so like your soft fruit your vodka a simple sugar syrup shake it all up pour it over cheeky fruit cocktail brilliant you got any others for us yeah I think another thing like Obviously, thinking about better and happier times ahead, and this is going out in May, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll, you know, hopefully we'll have a bit of sun, and you know, might might be thinking about barbecues. So one thing I always find is when people do uh, barbecues, and you know, you always have your burgers and all, and someone always has to do something Indian, don't they? Like fucking <laughs> yeah. one of those things, chicken tikka on a skewer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but all the marinade and everything's on the fucking coal, and there's fuck all left on the chicken, right? Yes. Yeah. And yes. where they where they go wrong is. Because they just use yogurt out of a tub. Yeah. And what they need to do is, and it's not even Greek yogurt, you need to basically take all the way out of the yogurt, all the, the liquid. So you have to hang it in like cheesecloth. And that's what we do. So we hang it for two days. Bloody so it almost it. ends up like ricotta. And, it yeah. just, and then whatever spices you mix with it, and whatever you stick it to, it stays Sticks on. properly onto it. Yeah, as opposed to just dropping off. That so is a great tip. That's always not, one. Not yeah. many people would know that whatsoever, would they? Yeah, that is a don't great throw one. the whey away as well. Yeah. What do you do, do with that? Way. Well, you can put it in your bread starter. It's great for yeah. that. You know, just replace your water, add it to that. Well, or like you can use it for dressings. Cooked onions and stuff like that. Cooked down onions, caramelise no, it. This yeah. is, I just want to go home and do it now. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's nice because especially when you do the onions, because we do like one of the breads and it's sweet because the sweetness from the onion but then you got that acidity like it's because it's a different sort of acid as opposed to like citrus yeah yeah mm. so and I think now as well as we're all you know maturing in our cooking styles and, we're, and especially something that's become quite prevalent now is using different sort of souring agents and yeah. different sort of acids so you know for us like you know ferments and 
stuff like that we we just don't you know waste anything so it's that water from from the yogurt obviously we go through a fair bit we use it Mm -hmm. to make loads of stuff with brilliant hack brilliant tip thanks so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure it's been a blast man good it's been really good thanks again to Guzborns for providing us with tonight's nightcap they were great by the way those cocktails it didn't last long at all no that's a good point (laughs) Uh, you can order straight from their website guzborn.com simply at guzborn on twitter guzborn underscore wine on instagram whatever you are however you're listening thanks so much for downloading here's to you actor and thanks for the nightcap we'll have a little cheers cheers for the sound effect mate this is what it's all about <laughs> cheers Thanks again for downloading the Nightcap Series 3 Part 1, again in partnership with Guzborns. Obviously, they supply some of the top restaurants and hotels around the world, and they are still open for business. Simply visit guzborn.com to place orders and see which of their new very special releases are available for you to enjoy at home for the very first time. Free delivery, no minimum order requirements either, which is pretty incredible. If you love listening as much as we love doing it, spread the word. You can help others find it by leaving a rating and review on iTunes via your podcast app. And for the price of a cup of coffee a month, support the pod on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash the nightcap. And we're also giving away signed menus from Paul's Michelin-style restaurant Salt there. And we're going to be selecting one day one of our Patreons to come and sit in on Series 3 Part to recording later this year so that's patreon.com forward slash the nightcap you'll find all the t's and c's on the patreon page in the meantime go distract yourselves you can listen again to all eight episodes of both series one two and the christmas special with michael o'hare via your podcast app and for more content and videos follow us on instagram and twitter and facebook at the nightcap underscore pod enjoy